Hey, it's Ryan Doyle from TDR's Guaranteed Money. Why esports is such a popular bet. We take a look at the world of fantasy mixed with the long game and why that might be a recipe for being a sure thing. And of course, we take a look at March Madness in Vegas. The one important lesson we learned, that's coming up on Guaranteed Money. And welcome to Guaranteed Money. I gotta say, it doesn't feel the same. It's something's no. something's wrong here. No, it's much different than being in person. Like you're over there, now I'm over here. Like we're in different countries. We can do the full reveal, yep. right? Like I'm in Canada, you're in the United States still. Uh, we're not in Vegas anymore. It is Guaranteed Money. I am Ryan Doyle. That is millennial entrepreneur Anthony Vero. Good to see you, buddy. Although I feel like I just saw you in person and this is a little lackluster. Yeah, good to see you as well. I mean, it was a good week last week. Got to uh, got to check out Circa. I got to really see some of the, the shit we're covering and live and in person and really see how big this thing is and how big it's going to get. It was, a, yeah, uh, a, it was a great trip overall. That's a really interesting part. And we're going to get to that as, as we go through here, because there are, you know, it's it's something to be said when you see how some of the sausage is made. And we certainly got a an up close oh, yeah. look into into the industry itself. But before we get to sausage, two things. One, all views in the Guaranteed Money podcast and the guests on this podcast. Well, they're purely opinion. Anything you hear, purely opinion. You should not treat any opinions expressed by our guests or us as investment advice. The views on this podcast are solely intended to be informational and are not investment advice. Uh, let's just very quickly, uh, you know, sausages aside, you're not a guy who likes a fish sandwich at a drive-thru. No, 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 not at all. I don't know what that, I mean, I don't understand people that eat fast food fish sandwiches. Okay. No offense to any of those people, if, if, if that's your thing, but I'm not... I'm not touching a uh, a fried fish sandwich from McDonald's or sure as hell not touching a fried fish sandwich from Arby's. Um, Arby's has fried fish yeah, sandwiches? Teach. Spicy, spicy fried fish sandwich. What? At yeah. Arby's? Yeah. Home of roast beef. Correct. Home that of the no meats. Sense. They've now got all, they've now got all the meats. <laughs> Even the ones you didn't ask for. They've got all the yeah, meats yeah. and then some. God knows what it is. It's probably a nice uh, farm raised tilapia. Uh, <laughs> filet under some kind of uh synthetic bun but yeah it's not something i'll be eating anytime soon i still yeah, I, was, I just don't understand it i was scrolling through my twitter feed and i saw that and i was like okay i've got to bring this up because you know when you found this out on the well, trip i don't love yeah. hot fish and that's probably where it all comes from yeah the, the crazy thing is, is arby's fried chicken sandwich is actually really good like really good um it's probably the only thing i've ever got there because driving from fort lauderdale to tallahassee when i was in college yeah, Arby's are basically at all the the rest stops on the highways in Florida. Um, so be forced to eat that shit every once in a while. But yeah, I'm not touching a uh, not touching the fried fish. Yeah, we can't. We don't have an Arby's here left in Canada. At least not in my neck of the woods. They don't. Exist. I don't know who goes there. I don't. Oh, I would go there in a heartbeat. There, like how the would you? Yeah, I love their horsey sauce. The horsey sauce is dope. I remember coming back from a yeah, Columbus Columbus yeah. soccer game, Columbus, Ohio. And the one thing the entire group of guys wanted was a roast beef sandwich from our, maybe it's because we don't get it though. You know, it's, it's yeah, got I mean, a little luxury item to it. There's yeah, there's a lot better options. Um, there's a lot better options than Arby's. You're not missing out on much. All right. Fair enough. Maybe I'll get you to send me some. Does it mail? Well, how does it ship? Oh, I can, uh, I'll, I'll go pick up a, do a dozen and put them in a nice little cooler with some dry <laughs> ice. If you guys want a, uh, if you guys want a 12 pack of, of uh, beef and cheddars, <laughs> I love that idea. Uh, you mentioned we were yeah. down there. We were watching uh, all of the action when it came to March Madness. Uh, we were down there where there is, is of course, Las Vegas. I've seen some of the interviews. 
Let me just give some qu- uh, quick credit uh, to guys like Kevin and to Justin, uh, who are our editing and filming oh, yeah. crew down there. Man, did you, have you seen some of the stuff that we did down there? They made yeah, us yeah. look great. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah it was awesome. Um, they crushed it. Um, it was a great trip. We had great weather. Um, it poured uh, the day that we left on Sunday. So we, uh, we, we, we definitely locked out at, at, uh, at Circa, especially at Swim and, or Stadium Swim. Um, I, I saw great. some of the pictures on Sunday from Stadium Swim. There were like cushions blowing off the, the chaise lounges, oh, yeah. off the lawn chairs and whatnot. Everything was going chaotic and sideways. Oh, yeah. It looked like a hurricane. Um, Shad sent me a video from, uh, from Stadium Swim, and it was just, it was like a tropical storm uh, it looked like was going on. Now, it looked like a tropical storm in the sports books for us because, man, I, I came in on a hot streak and left on a yeah. cold streak. It was dreadful. The betting action on for March yeah. Madness was dreadful for me. Yeah, I mean, it really was unfortunate because I went on a heater uh, the first two days, yep. wound up back to even after Saturday night, and then took Sunday off. And obviously, every favorite covered on Sunday pretty much. Um, so, I mean, I could have rode that again, but I mean, it's just the way it goes. Didn't lose money. Didn't make money. If I break even after the entertainment, I'm, ha- I'm happy. I don't know the book, anything after the weekend. Yeah, it, it's interesting. And I was not in that circumstance by any stretch. I was, uh, I was down on the plane home and, and probably got myself a little bit deeper than I should have, uh, on Sunday afternoon at, at the end. But then I thought to myself, you know, you and I discussed so many different pro bets, whether, whether it was NHL, whether it was the NBA, you were, we were sitting at a Mexican restaurant at, at Mandalay Bay. And you you had kind of said to me, you know, I, I like this, I like this. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. But I was so immersed, and maybe this is a good cautionary tale. I was so immersed in something called March Madness, which by definition has oh, yeah, madness yeah. attached to it, that I should have probably just listened to you and played the program pro game because I would have walked out with some dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple of those calls were were decent. I mean, I thought the uh who was it? It was Bucks Bucks Sixer? No, it wasn't Bucks Sixers. It was Bucks. Uh, the T Wolves were in there too. Buck T Bucks T Wolves. Bucks T Wolves. Yeah. T Wolves wound up smoking them. Um, the crate. The, my, my my biggest takeaway, and it was after watching the Charlotte game on Saturday night, is the disparity in talent between the NBA and college is insane. It was almost like watching the game and fast forward uh, watching the pros uh, versus versus college. I mean, it's just from fundamentals to shooting to just everything. It's just so, so different. Um, but it was great. I mean, it was it was immersive. It was interactive. We made some money, had some fun. And uh, yeah, really got caught up in the madness. Um, you know, it's cliche, it's, but it was it, it was good. It's so interesting you say that, though, because if you think about the program and, and there's lots to talk about, don't worry, we've got a lot on the business end as well. But if you think about the program that you watch now when it comes to the NBA, you're bang on. Compare it to the last 15 minutes of the North Carolina Baylor game from this this year's tournament. Yeah. Where, you, where North Carolina couldn't get an inbound pass into the into the court to save their lives. Now, granted, they had a player ejected, no. but we were standing at MGM Grand in a throng of people watching this game, and it was almost embarrassing. And I'm not trying to disparage the name of these kids, but it was almost embarrassing the level of basketball we were watching. It looked like a, a junior varsity team. Oh yeah, it's almost with with the with, with the NCAA. It's almost like you put a full court press on, and it's people just are like deer in headlights. Um, it's crazy. And then watching that pro game, they're just pulling up threes, pulling up threes, dagger, dagger, dagger. Just, it's just so smooth. Um, the way they do it, granted it's professionals. And you could argue that the NBA is probably the hardest league to make that step up to the, to, to the profession, to the pros. Um, but it's the, 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 the talent level is, is crazy. Um, 
when you look at uh, at the comparison between the two. But that was actually a great game. That was probably the best game of the of the weekend. I think uh, it was, was Baylor Baylor UNC. Yeah, and we'll, overtime we'll get some... completely fucked me. But <laughs> you lost. Like you got beat by a hook. You got beat by the half, hook. Half a point in overtime. Half a point. Oh, that yep. was brutal. That was brutal. Uh, yep. But you know, March Madness has also fueled a rebound for a lot of the sports betting stocks that we've talked about uh, here on this podcast. And I'm curious as to your take on this because it's great that things like the Super Bowl and March Madness can be fuel injections or you know financial injections for a lot of these stocks. But these are you know in a 365 day year and a 52 week calendar. These two things happen at the beginning of that year. Can, can these oh, yeah. type of companies rely on just those two events, the two most heavily bet events uh, pretty much in the world for their livelihood. Yeah. I mean, it was, but I mean, from a revenue perspective, it was wild. I mean, everywhere at MGM and all the hotels were literally charging per seat um, per minimums just to sit down. And that wasn't even in the sports book. The sports books were a zoo. Um, so, I mean, I could, I mean, I would love to see the numbers of what Circa did, of what Caesars did, of what MGM pulled in um, on those weekends. It's almost like Black Friday for a, uh, for an e-commerce retailer. That's when you make all of your money. Um, I would, I would bet that these, these, these weekends are just massive um, as far as, as far as numbers go with F&B, wagering um, and everything across the board. Do you think it's going to be one of those things, though, in, in baseball season? I'm going to guess there are a bunch of people in a boardroom right now figuring out how do we do this same thing for baseball? How do we do it for the World Cup in the fall? It, it, there's, just, nah. there's just no way to do it. There's no way to replicate this kind of success. I don't think there's the interest. I mean, granted, people are so I, I think of it like this. There were every, everybody was there wearing college jerseys, whether they were from UF, Kentucky, North Carolina, uh, Davidson. People are passionate about college sports. I don't think you're going to be able to get people to go there that are passionate about the Indians, about the Marlins, about the Yankees. They don't need to go to Las Vegas to, to go to the sports book and get jazzed up and excited about baseball. So they're probably not even that excited about baseball, um, to be completely honest. I think you could get this to work for the World Cup. Um, the World Cup would be awesome. Um, due to the, due to the tournament tournament status, I mean, due to just the size and scope of it, I think you could absolutely create a parallel um, with the World Cup. But baseball, I feel like baseball's lost the wind in its sails, and I feel like it's definitely not compelling enough to get people to travel um, to Las Vegas to to partake in in opening weekend. You know, maybe this will be something week. that. Yeah. yeah, this is this is something that people might uh, take a look at. A Rod has made an investment in a company. Uh, basically based on the belief that millennials want a more analytic long-term type of sports betting. What this is, is a company that basically merges fantasy and futures. Now a future bet, if you're new to the game is something where you bet something to happen throughout the course of a season or the end result of a season. Meaning if you think somebody's going to win the Super Bowl, you could put that bet on any time. Hell, when Anthony and I were down in Vegas, we could have bet the winner of the 2020 three Super Bowl. So next year's yep. Super Bowl. Uh, but you know, we didn't decide to do that. But I understand it. I play futures quite a bit. In fact, I've still got a Kansas future and a small sprinkle on North Carolina alive in the March Madness tournament. But this company basically is now looking at the players. So now you would be able to bet on a player's long term success, meaning how many home runs will Tatis have? let's say yeah. throughout the course of a season. Can you pick the number on that? Will you be able to pick the over under on that? This company solely does that basically thinking that 
you know, instead of just a, a horse race to the finish, which most games are, or a statistical horse race to the finish, which most, most prop bets are, they're kind of staking their livelihood to this. And I've got to say, I've looked at this business model. This looks like a winning formula to me, knowing what I do about the futures market. Oh, I think it's great. Um, I love the fact that you could bet on, for instance, the over-under of a player's home runs um, for the entire season. I mean, I'd be all over um, betting on players' total touchdowns um, for the NFL season. Um, stats, I would, I'm not a big futures guy, but, but thinking about that, I would be betting on, I'd, I would be placing wagers on that completely. I mean, it keeps you engaged throughout the entire season. It keeps you rooting for that player. And I mean, it's week in and week out. You're, you're hoping for numbers. Um, so, I mean, I, I actually love that. Yeah. And I think that there are people out there that don't necessarily need the quick fix. There are people out there. If you advertise it correctly, that'll be all over the long burn, right? There's nothing wrong with the idea of let me, because ultimately it's it's very similar and you'd know this better than I would. It's very similar in the markets, right? There are stocks you're going to play as a five and 10 year play and ones that you're going to probably be a little bit shorter on. Yep. There's trading and investing. Um, I would look at the, I would look at the, 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 the single game bets, and the uh, and the single game weight and the single player wagers on a weekly basis as as trading. And I mean, those longer term bets, you have a longer time horizon and you're you're investing. I mean, you'd probably put down a larger sum of money um, as it's a longer time horizon and then hope that it hits. I'm I would be partaking in those bets come next season if they're if and when they're live. Yeah. And I think a rod smart guy. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. I mean, he, he did with J-Lo, but no. he doesn't make a lot of mistakes when it comes to his business decisions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a slick dude. Um, all of his business decisions and his ventures that he's partook in after the fact of playing um, have all done pretty damn well. Yeah, smart dude. Uh, let's talk a little bit about California. Yeah. I read a great headline today, and maybe there's time for this chat as well. Uh, <laughs> Massachusetts still has not approved sports wagering, even though there's no solid reason not to. That was the headline. There's no, there's no opposition to it. They just haven't done it yet, yeah. which, which to me seems a bit lazy. It doesn't surprise me because it's the same thing with the cannabis legislation. They passed it and then they just let it sit there for, for years um, and couldn't figure out what to do with it. So, I mean, trust me, I've dealt with this. It was frustrating. Um, they still don't really have full uh, streamlined and optimized regulations around cannabis. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too quick to think sports betting is going to come around the hump anytime soon. California, on the other hand, there's big, there's big questions being asked about what that might do to the state that we were just in. And I, I'll tell you, some of the people that we spoke to were pretty high up, that were pretty high level, had a finger on the pulse. Each one of them to the person said, this is only going to be an opportunity for Nevada. It's not going to be something that's, that's going it. to take away from our product. And I buy that. Having no. talked to them, they seem to know. I buy that, that completely. I buy that completely. I mean, Vegas is like Disney World for like degenerates. Like you're not going to create that experience. It's true. I mean, you're 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 not gonna you're you're not gonna create that experience in SoCal. You're not gonna create that experience in Miami. You're not gonna create that experience in New York. I mean, I think there's gonna be one-offs, like interactive like clubs or brunch or like nightclubs, brunch spots that have sports books implemented in them that create an experience, but you're not gonna be able to mimic the infrastructure and the environment and just the buzz um that's created in Las Vegas around that. It's it's not gonna happen. 
Yeah, and I, you know, again, I think that you're sure you've got a bunch of people that will come from California at some point in time to visit Vegas inevitably. And if you give the little people a little taste oh, yeah. of something, they're going to want to come back and experience it in a more grown up, more fun atmosphere. And that's what I love. When we talk to a guy like Derek Stevens, for example, he was pretty bullish on just leaving things the way they were uh, with his organization, his company, and not taking it anywhere else because he knows he's got a good thing going on. Well, why not? I mean, he's got that. He's got the infrastructure. He's got the venue. And I mean, from what we saw, he sure as hell has the consumer. Um, so I mean, why, 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 why try to expand and why not let that grow? I mean, he was very adamant about he had a five year plan um, for that property and for that venture. He's in year one. Um, so I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff on the horizon for Circa. And I mean, I'm sure you'll start to see them execute and build out more of that ecosystem. I mean, why go somewhere else when the people are going to come to you inevitably? This is one of the areas of sports wagering we don't get into enough, but I, I can tell you when the pandemic slowed things down, one of the areas I looked at when it came to putting my money down uh, was the world of esports. And we don't talk enough about it, but it is going to be, I believe, the next big thing when it comes to where people place a wager. And I, I know it sounds for the outsider or the, for the person who's only ever gambled on sports, regular sports, let's call it, in their lives it sounds wacky that I'm going to bet on a bunch of people to play, you know, call of duty or halo, but it, uh, it's, it's, it's real. Not, I, I've done I, it before. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's too far out of the realm of possibility. I mean, full disclosure, I, I game every night. Um, I mean, I'm playing League what of you legends, play? League of legends, legal legends. Yeah. I play, I play League of legends, um, pretty much every night. Um, and I mean, I can fully grasp people betting on that. Like, why wouldn't you bet on it? You're betting on people that are highly competitive. You're betting on people that are the best at what they do. And I mean, it really is a team sport that has strategy and really does take skill. So, I mean, it's it's completely analogous to betting on on real life sports. I mean, these guys are playing in arenas. They're playing in teams. Um, it's a game format. And as long as that skill components there and the competition is there, why not bet on it? I, I, I would. Is there a too much of a mental hump or hurdle for some people, though? Because I think that's what you're really up against in the world of esports. If you're trying to get people to wager on it, that okay, you know, if this, if this, and a lot of them are younger people. If this young guy, you know, decides he's got going to go on a Red Bull bender the night before, now I'm fucked, and I've put money on the, yeah, but it's the, the same wrong thing about League of Legends team. Yeah, but it's the same thing with athletics. What if Brady gets in a fight with Giselle um, the night before the Super Bowl? What if, what, what if, what if Aaron Rodgers' kid? is sick the night before a game like it th th those intangibles are going to happen no matter what whether it's rock paper scissor or whether it's professional football um it, it it doesn't matter like that like i said there's competition there's skill there's really a game that's being played that there's two sides and there is ultimately going to be a winner and it's going to take skill and expertise to create that outcome um i think that there's you can't really argue against it being a uh, not not being a a, a bettable uh, venue yeah, and I, listen, I'm only asking these questions as a devil's advocate here because I think you're right 100% as to, as to what you're saying. But, you know, when you talk about I don't think you, you use the word athletes and skill. I think that there's a, I don't say the general public because I, I really don't think the general public understands esports at all. But even in the gambling community, when, you know, on a drop down menu on your apps, if you're, if you're wagering, esports is there. I just think a lot of people look at it and go, yeah, are those guys really that skilled? And they oh, are. You're not. But I think there's a stereotype there. Oh, there's no way in hell. There's no fucking way you're getting traditional betters to bet on esports. Like that's not happening. I'm 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 fully I'm fully on the side of it is a bettable uh, venue and it's a bettable event. 
but you're going to get the only way you're going to get people betting on this is like in 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 stream betting on Twitch um for instance for people that are actually watching these guys play it's like me trying to go get a 65 year old to buy only gems nfts they don't fucking get it they don't get it they don't want to get now, it they, hold on. they 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 just see do you ever Go look ahead. at converting that person though, or you just give up on I'm them? I'm going Forget to. It. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to convert them, but I'm going to have to go like hire the head of content from like a major sports league or somebody that validates our value proposition in order for them to actually buy into it. Um, that 50 and older demographic, when you put things in front of them that are like esports, that are crypto, that are NFTs, their first reaction is what is this shit? And it's like trivial and novel. And then you actually start to peel back the onion and educate them and it clicks and they're like, oh, well, maybe I should be doing this or maybe I should be taking this seriously. But I do not think in any realm of possibility you are going to get traditional bettors and traditional cappers to start betting on esports. It's going to be the Gen Xers, the Gen Zs, the ones that are sitting there watching the streams, the ones that are sitting there engaging with these companies on and these teams on social yeah. media um, from a content perspective. I mean, FaZe Clan probably has more engagement than any professional sports team on the planet on social media. And I don't even need to look up that. I can guarantee you that they do. That is the number one uh, esports organization on the planet, and I would bet my bottom dollar they've got more engagement and more of a following across social media than any traditional athletic team. And then that why is because they these esports teams go content first. They go content first, they build up a platform, they bring in athletes that have massive YouTube followings, massive Instagram followings, sure. and they already resonate within their audience. They plug them in. And then you, it's, it, it's all, it's, it's game on. Um, I mean, there, it's a much better model than traditional athletics. Um, but I don't think that model is going to translate into the traditional betting world. Then um, why the haven't we, right why now. haven't we seen though, then traditional media <laughs> pick up on some of this? I mean, right now, traditional ESPN, media treats this I like mean, it's ESPN, a, a fucking novelty act. ESPN, uh, ESPN covers it a decent amount. I mean, we walked ESPN by ESPN covers the Cornhole. <laughs> I mean, okay, so what about the Luxor having an entire stadium dedicated to esports? That's a great point. That's we walked right point. we walked right past that. I mean that that that's infrastructure. Also, I think you're might be a little bit short sighted in your assumption because we're not really looking at what's going on in like Korea, China, Japan. Um, these esports teams are fucking the Dallas Cowboys. They're they, they have raving fans that engage with them on social media that like uh, idolize the, the, the major players. And I mean, these guys are winning uh, millions of dollars. I think the, the, the team that won the first place uh, Fortnite tournament won like 5 million um, just for a tournament. I mean, this is yeah. real. There's real money. There's real sponsorship. There's real players. And I mean, I think it's a lot bigger than the American consumer right now. Um, as usually stuff comes here last as far as, as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, if you go to Asia and you go to Europe, I mean, it's, it, it's big. It's really big. How long do you play a night? Uh, two hours. Two hours, eh? Yeah, that's how I wow. unplug. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And you, by the way, this guy is up at like crack of dawn. So it doesn't matter if he plays for two yeah, hours. Yeah. You're going to get this guy at 530 every morning. I found that out on the oh, trip. No, no, yeah, both guys, we're yeah, both guys who get up in the morning. 
Yeah, as soon as I shut it down at the office uh, around like 8, 8.30, I usually jump on for a couple hours. I love that. That's great. I, I game too, but I yeah. mean, I'm not as I'm not as good at it. I'm, I'm not ballsy enough to play it online unless it's a sports game, right? Oh, unless I'm, I'm like playing competitive. Madden like or something like that. Com- yeah, I'm like, com- I'm like competitive as shit with it. Like, Are I'm you an it, Xbox I'm guy or a... Like, liter- I don't, I have computer. I don't play console You're all games. computer. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I here, folks. fucking hate, I, I hate console games. <laughs> Um, in what why do you honest. hate console games now you're snobby about they're just it infi- i mean no they're inf- i mean they're inferior it's much better playing with like a keyboard a mouse my rip my computer um the graphics are better the processing power is better the experience is better um i'm just not a i don't like people that really game and people that play esports for That's the most true. part are not on consoles they're That's all on high powered computers i mean That's my computer point. <laughs> yeah yeah. So your computer slaps. That's, uh, you're gonna say. Yeah. It's good. You got it going on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Love it. Um, pretty much. Quickly, it, it's a, uh, it's a crypto mining rig and doubles as a, uh, esports machine. Yeah. You got a lot going on in your place. I can't, I'd yeah. love to see what your, uh, your Wi-Fi bill is at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk very quickly about the traditional media once again. Uh, Fox bets is having a, a bunch of problems and this for the life of me, I can't figure out. Uh, this seems to be an organization that, you know, got to the, to the ground first. They had, they had their, their plan in place. They had their celebrities all around it. This would, would to me look like a company that has handled their business from day one when it comes to entering sports betting markets. But they're a bit of an afterthought when we get into these conversations about things. And now through Rupert Murdoch, we're finding out that they're having a lot of problems. Which, what, what, what are, what are the, pro- are the problems onboarding consumers? Some of it, and some of it has to do with their parent company, you know, with FanDuel's parent company as well. There's a, there's a you lot wanna, of issues there. You, you, you want a, an outside perspective that I yeah. wouldn't be surprised on? I would bet you that people associate Fox betting with Fox News. Interesting. I would not be surprised if consumers tie the two together and they don't use the platform because they think it's synonymous with fucking Fox News. That would not surprise me one bit. There's too many options out there. I feel like people just see the Fox and they're like, oh, no, sorry. And there's a lot of people on the other side of the aisle that are completely alienated and just uh, just, just won't, smart. Won't, won't stick with anything representing Fox. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I could be very wrong. I mean, I literally just thought of that off the cuff. But no, I like one, the take, one, though. One, one, yeah, I mean, what, 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 one thing is just from an optics perspective, and I think people, they probably do affiliate it with Fox News. Yeah, because it's just kind of a knee jerk, right? You're like, oh, Fox. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck with them at all. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm Correct. completely, I don't, I don't even Correct. subscribe to them on my cable channel. Why would I want to bet with them? Correct. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't all be right, surprised. Let's, let's end with uh, March Madness. Of course, we've got all of the Sweet 16 games coming up. I still have two horses alive. Uh, when it comes to future bets, I sent you the gift the other night. I was like, oh man, the you, I know. we call, you know, we called it on this show that this team was going to have a deep run, that the university of Miami was going to make a deep run. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, they're in the sweet 16. I actually like their chances. I'm going to fast forward here. I believe they play on uh, Friday's games. Do they not? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, ISU, Iowa state university against Miami. Uh, I Too like late. Miami. That, do you? They're going to make That's the one yeah, team gonna, I don't want to play. It's the one team I don't want to play. They're going to make the, I think that team, I think Iowa state is actually the dark horse of the tournament after watching them in their second game. Their defense is just, they strangle teams that, that has been working 
we, we, we watched a lot of college basketball we last did. weekend. We did. Um, we, we know I mean, a lot about one this thing, now. Yeah. If, if it's one thing that I didn't realize beforehand, the paradigm is switch is shifted very quickly for these teams that just play this lockdown, uh, just uh, uh, strangling defense. And Iowa State happens to be doing that right now. I hope Miami waxes them. I'd love to see Miami in the Elite Eight. But Iowa State, I think, is that dark horse that's going to surprise a lot of people. Okay, I, I, we're against each other on that. I I like you. Uh, oh no, no, no! I'm still taking. I'm still taking my. <laughs> I'm still taking Miami. You know that I was taking Miami. I'm just saying they lose to Miami, right? They're done if they lose to Miami. hundred uh, percent. Uh, I'm just saying I did. That, that's the last team that I wanted to match up against. I mean, I'd rather be playing like that's UNC fair. or Duke or somebody um, well, let, at let's, this point than than them. Let's talk about UNC because I've been on North Carolina. I sprinkled on plus ten thousand as a future. Now this is starting to become a little little scary because they're they're getting closer to things they play ucla on friday night uh, i do like the tar heels to continue i think the ucla team that we watched while we were down in vegas they struggle at times they, they sometimes feel yeah. a little almost disembodied they don't have the flow the unc did for the better part of that baylor game now when the ejection happened for north carolina that's when everything went to hell in a handbasket, and that was a real uh, game changer there. Yeah. So you, you got to throw that out as an outlier. I think UNC gets it done against UCLA. I would take them on the money line and have. I, I'm I'm riding I'm riding with you on that. I'm going to go probably pretty heavy on UNC on the money line. Uh, the other the other play on Friday night, uh, Providence in Kansas. I really don't have much of a selection because I do have a future on Kansas. Full disclosure, I put that on back in October. So here we are again with a one in sixteen chance. Uh, Providence does scare me. They, they feel like the kind of team that says, you know, Hey, listen, you want to discount us? We'll just keep riding this thing until we get to the final four. And everybody will say, Who, where did this team come from? They've got that vibe to them. I'm staying, I'm staying away from that game. Yeah. I didn't like yeah, what I, I saw. I didn't like what I saw from Kansas at all. Soft opponents, not, not statement wins. So I, I would leave that alone as well. Uh, St. Peter's in Purdue, man, we watched the St. Peter's team. I've looked at you three times not, and said, <laughs> I said not, this not is betting, the team. not betting against them, yeah. but this is the team. Didn't I say this to you before, uh, before their last game? I said, this is yeah. the team that gamblers play. This is a gamblers type of team. They're fast, yeah, they're yeah. confident, they're cocky, they're brash. They play Purdue, which I, I'm not, I'm still not impressed with. I, if you're looking to sprinkle, I would probably sprinkle a little bit, but stay away from the games. I would sprinkle on St. Peter's. Uh, and then the only game yep. I like on Thursday, Anthony is Houston. I think this Houston team is going to beat the living hell out of a very tired Arizona team that has done little to impress yeah. me in this entire tournament. I think their best days might be behind them. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And I'm not going again. I'll probably bet on St. Peter's this, the, 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 this week just to ride them. Um, but I mean, I really thought Murray state was going to knock them out. Yeah. And, and St. Peter's just came out. And even if, if when Murray state tried to clap back, they shut the door on them. Uh, so there's three other games, yep. Arkansas, Gonzaga, Michigan, and Villanova. Can you believe that Michigan Wolverines team is still kicking around? And uh, Texas I, Tech and Duke. I, I mean, if it's I, I, if it's one thing that I saw, Michigan's resilient. I mean, Dickerson looked like a damn NBA player yeah. um, sitting in the paint. They looked pretty good. I'm not going to bet against them this week um, again. I think my I still have a bracket intact. I tweeted it out on the airplane as I was leaving Vegas. It's, I still uh, haven't looked at my. I still have not looked at my bracket. You should not look at once. that because you, you you minted that, didn't you? Like that's an NFT for you. Yeah, I did. Can I you sell that off? Honest, at this I don't point? even. 
I don't even know where the link is to my bracket. I probably should know this. We should have planned this better I, when that, it came that, to your bracket. That, that's I'm how interested right I am now. in the. Yeah, I mean, that's how interested I am in the tournament. It's been just betting instead of uh. Let's see how instead do I of get to my bracket. Oh wow! You, it actually so, tells me what picks I I made. How are you doing? Do you have a final four left? Uh, yeah, I do, but my bracket kind of. I mean, you have my, all four uh, teams in there. My final. Oh, no, no, no. I had Kentucky in there, which screwed oh, me, right, but right, I have right. Gonzaga, Arizona, and Kansas, which as of right now, after watching the tournament, I don't have faith in any of those number one seeds. So my, my final four, and this is documented, I, I sent it out on Twitter, uh, Gonzaga, UCLA, Michigan, and Kansas. With UCLA and Gonzaga, Kansas Gonzaga, UCLA, in Michigan, and Kansas. I yeah. actually like, uh, I like Michigan. I, I really do after watching them. Like, they looked like a good together team and that damn guy Dickerson I mean the size and scope of that guy it's going to be hard to find an answer for him um, for any of these other teams if he keeps playing like he did on Saturday yeah I agree and there's some big men in there you've got the guy I called Lumberjack for North Carolina he was the one who was ejected with the big bushy beard. oh yeah I think that guy uh, is was just, it Mazik or Mazik yeah or something yeah. like that He's yeah. he's lights yeah. out. When he, he's a game changer, and I think when he's in yeah. the game, he might make all the difference, especially against a smaller UCLA type team. But that's it, man. Oh, yeah. We've got lots lots to come this week. We're gonna have another great show coming up in a couple of days. If you haven't checked out any of our content from Vegas, please do so uh, because it's phenomenal. Really good, interesting, deep interviews that we got while we were down there, and we had a hell of a lot of fun. Got to hang out in person. I it was yep. so weird. I think it was what Monday morning, yesterday morning. I'm like, this is the first time Anthony and I haven't had breakfast together. <laughs> Sitting in Correct. some yeah, sort yeah. of establishment in yeah. four days, but uh, we'll definitely do that again on location. Somebody somewhere. Definitely. Uh, my, my friend, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. This has been guaranteed money. Subscribe to guaranteed money, wherever you get your podcasts and find out more details at the Don't forget also to check out our YouTube channel for more content.